in the presence of my enemies. Um, over the past weeks, for me, it, in many ways, it's felt like we've gone from the frying pan into the fire in so many different ways. You know, it, 2020 felt crazy and hard and painful. In my life, it feels like in the past weeks, there's been this like turning up of the pain volume in my own soul. I have so many people that I love, people that have been friends, that have been going through hardship, that have been going through difficulties. I've had friends that have died just in the last days. I have so many people who I love and care for that are in the hospital right now. We've been praying for Gabe Dominguez, who's beloved here. Um, but I have others. Last night, just scrolling through social media, found another friend who's a four-score pastor down in Orange County that his whole family got COVID, and uh, he was rushed uh, to the hospital. I mean, just over and over, right? It's like, we, it's, I, I, it seems inescapable. And that even, even the hardships we went through all through last year and the crazy difficulties and the, the contention that we've all kind of had to wrestle through of what's the best way to kind of combat this virus. And, and man, it just seems like that conversation just oftentimes remains mm, less than helpful. It's painful. And like this pain volume is like ratcheting up. And then like to wake up yesterday and realize that there's a nation that experienced really a horrific earthquake and you know, Haiti has already been so torn apart in so many ways, including their president being assassinated you know, just weeks ago. And it's like, God, are, are we living in a war zone? Are we living in a war zone? And actually I think the answer is yes. I think we are living in a war zone. We're, we're on a battlefield. And, and so God just in my spirit just told me yesterday to pause the series that we've been in. We'll come back to it next week. But to address something of a, of a level that I thought that we really needed to turn to what's been ministering to me, which is the Psalms. And I want to, to turn our attention today to one psalm, Psalm 23, a psalm that is probably very familiar with many who are here. And we're actually going to be focusing on one verse out of that one psalm to find, God, what are you maybe saying to us in this unique season in our nation's history as well as in our personal history. And so I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you to stand. Go ahead, if you would stand. And I'm gonna invite you to read Psalm 23 aloud with me. Would you read Psalm 23, it's six verses. Let's read this aloud together. It's not up there yet. Now it is. Hallelujah. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So I'm calling our attention to one particular verse. It's verse five out of Psalm 23. And and honestly, I can't ever remember hearing a message that was preached on this particular verse. But as I've been reading kind of slowly through the Psalms over the past weeks, I I came to verse five and it really like caused me to pause. I was like, Lord, what, what is it about this verse that you have something here that you would want to speak to your son about? And I began to meditate on the meaning and the depth of what we see in these few words. And so I would like us to focus on this one scripture, Psalm 23, verse 5, that says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Would you you all this again aloud, would you read that scripture? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I believe that when our enemies are present, that we might assume it's because God is absent. You catch that? It's like, when 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 I have an enemy that's present, it can feel like it's because God is absent. When we're in the middle of trouble, pain, sickness, heartache, anguish, mental turmoil, anxiety, hell's attack, we can wrongly conclude that it's because God has left us, that he's abandoned us, that he no longer cares. But what we discover here in this scripture, this unique scripture, is that God does not wait for our troubles to end before he begins to minister to our deepest needs. In the presence of my enemies, God is here. In the presence of COVID, God is at work. In the presence of anxiety, God is present. In the middle of 
my hurting marriage and conflict. Oh, God is there as well. He is not absent. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's right in the middle of our war zone where there's conflict and enemies are present. It's right in the middle of the war zone that we discover that God is doing an amazing work. I believe there's at least three truths that we can discover in the war zone, in the presence of our enemies, that frankly, that we don't learn really well when it's in times of peace. So before we come to the table and receive communion together, we're gonna be looking at these three truths that are discovered in the war zone. Here's number one. God doesn't remove all my troubles. God does not remove all my troubles. Now, this may be shocking to you. This may be shocking because maybe, maybe that's just what you thought, that like, man, when I put my trust in Jesus, that like, whoop, all my troubles, gone, enemies disappear but that is not what God's word teaches. Now, it shouldn't be shocking to us because, listen, what is the symbol of our faith? It's the cross, where Jesus was brutally killed, tortured, torturous death. So it shouldn't be surprising to us. And then, and then we read things like Jesus says, if you're gonna follow me, I invite you to take up your cross daily and follow me. So would it be any wonder that, that, no, that God didn't come to take away all of our troubles or to press a button and make all of our enemies disappear? It's so easy to forget this. But it was Jesus who declares in John 6, in this world, you will have troubles. We all need to be reminded of this truth, especially during these kind of days when the volume of our pain doesn't seem to be decreasing, but increasing. All these things are happening that just really, we can just see the presence of our enemies right in our midst. And we're tempted. We're tempted to abandon hope and wrongly conclude that these troubles mean that God has abandoned us or turned his back away from us. But maturity, as followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, I believe are found in statements like this, like what Paul wrote in Romans 8, 35 through 37. When he said this, he said, can anything separate us from Christ's love? I mean, just think about that statement for a moment because we think that, yeah, God is absent, right? When, when we confront troubles and have problems, when our enemies are present, we can think that. We're tempted to lose all hope. But Paul reminds us, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? That's like trouble on steroids, 
right? Calamity. Or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. I mean, these are all things that we would look at and say, man, those are enemies that like confront us in our lives. Those are things that like sound like they're from hell to like just ruin everything that God would be doing in my life. And Paul's saying, hey, just, can any of these things like separate you from God? But trouble's coming. It's part of our humanity. It's part of our shared human story. And then he throws in this parenthetical that is just delightful about trouble. He says, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. I mean, which is really a throwback reminder of what Jesus said, pick up your cross daily, right? He's not talking about literal death every day, but he's talking about we're confronted by things that are seeking to take us out. And he's reminding us that Jesus said, pick up your cross every day. But then he finishes by saying, no, despite all these things, all of them, like don't be surprised if all of them come knocking at our door. Hopefully not on the same day. But don't be surprised if all of these kinds of things come against us. Any of these enemies, despite all these things, all these enemies, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Listen, over and over in scripture, both in story and then also in just direct teaching like what we just read right there, we are reminded that God does not come to take our troubles all away from us. Our faith is not some like magic get out of jail free card. This is not. But here's what else we discover in the war zone. Second truth is that God is present with me. God is present with me always. Would you say always? always? Come on. Always. In all ways. At all times. God is present with me always. And it was Jesus who said these words that are captured by Matthew at the very end, the very last verse of the first gospel, Jesus says this. He says, and be sure of this. Here is my promise to you. Be sure of this. I am with you. Come on. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Even when I'm confronted by the enemies of fear, anxiety, like outright attacks from hell itself, God is by my side. Always, always, always. And you're like, really? Always? Yeah, always. I wanna point you to the prophet Isaiah who penned these words that were from God right to us in this moment, reminding us of this truth. 
is found in Isaiah 46, verses 3 and 4. Listen to God's word. He says, I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. Is that amazing? I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime. Until your hair is white. I'm getting there. Until your hair is white with age, I made you. And I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. For those who may have wondered if God was there during the most difficult and challenging and painful seasons of your life, he was. And any who are up in age and every day looking in the mirror saying, oh my goodness, who is that person? And will God be with me as I go forward into an uncertain future. He will. He has and he will. It's his promise. He will carry you along and save you because he is with you always, always. And the fact that you're facing hardship and enemies are breathing down your neck, that does not cause God to somehow begin shaking in his boots and heading out the door. I love a particular story about Elisha. Elisha was a prophet uh, found in Israel, and there's one story that is fascinating that is told about God's presence Because Elisha was getting these prophetic words about the enemy king of Aram. And this enemy king was like plotting these ambushes against Israel. He was like going to take them out over here. He was going to take them out over there. But every time the king of Aram was going to like set this ambush, God would give this revelation to Elisha saying, this is where it's going to happen. This is what what it's all about. And so Elisha goes off to his king, the king of Israel, saying, hey, you just might want to know, this is what's coming around the bend. And so guess what the king did? He said, okay, well, we're just going to avoid that whole scenario. We're not going to go there and get ambushed. And every single time, this was like accurate and saved lives. And this ticked the king of Aram off. He was furious. And it says that he discovers what's going on. And so he says, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. I am sending my army after one guy, and his name is Elisha, because we're going to end this problem right now. And so he sends his army in the middle of the night to surround the town that um, Elisha is in. And we, we find this in 2 Kings 6, verse 14, where it says, so one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. Not looking good for Elisha because the enemy is present. 
The enemy is there. He could have assumed, okay, I guess my number's up. I guess this is it. I guess, you know, God is not here because the enemy is present. So uh, it says that Elisha and his servant wake up in the morning. But Elisha, like he doesn't have a care in the world. And his servant is freaking out. He's like, Elisha, don't you see that we're surrounded by the enemy, this great army with chariots and horses, and they're like, they're right there. And Elisha's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I am all good. Because then we pick up the story. A couple of verses later in verse 16. I'll, and here's Elisha, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Elisha said, uh, told him. For there, listen to this. For there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. There are more on your side than there are on theirs. With God, you are more than a conqueror. Greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. There is no enemy that you're going to confront where God says, okay, I guess I can't handle this one. You're on your own. No, God is with us. He is by our side always. We just don't always see it with our natural eyes. And I believe that we should make Elisha's prayer for his servant our very own prayer. Oh Lord, open my eyes and let me see. God, remind me. God, would you remind me that you are by my side always, always, always. I can put my trust in you no matter what enemy I'm facing. Because God doesn't push a button and make all of our troubles disappear or all of our enemies like vanish. But he will be with us by our side. And then we come to the third truth that we learn in the war zone. That God ministers to me in the middle of my trouble. In the middle of my trouble. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's right here on the battlefield, that he sets a banquet table up for you. Even while you're still surrounded by enemies. He's breaking out the fine china, putting out that tablecloth, putting a candelabra. I mean, it's like, this is crazy. Who does this? There's this battle raging and enemies coming and He's like, 
polishing the silverware. Can smell what he's cooking for you in the middle of your trouble. Not when it's over. Right in the middle. He meets you here. He serves you here. Two days ago, I was in a conversation with our friend Gabe Dominguez, who his lungs were ravaged by COVID and was in a very desperate place and they airlifted him to Stanford now some time ago. And he's been there. And God's doing incredible work in his soul, but also in his body. We just keep getting some really positive reports. Praise the Lord. Thank you for continuing to pray for Gabe and his family. But I'm, I'm talking with Gabe, and I, I had read this scripture, and I felt that God wanted me to share this particular scripture with him about God preparing a table for him in the presence of his enemies. And while I'm sharing this with him, I'm hearing beep, beep, beep. His medical equipment. That's all, I mean, he's got tubes and hoses and, you know, all connected. I mean, he was, he was right there with me. We were, we were talking, but I mean, I'm hearing this beep. And I paused and said, Gabe, listen, that beeping is a reminder of the enemy of COVID that ravaged your lungs and sought to take your life. But even though you're your enemy, right, it's still present. I'm looking around that, that hospital room like we're on FaceTime. Like I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing those very things that are representations that no, the enemy is not yet gone. But here's what God says. I am preparing a table for you, Gabe, in the presence, in the presence of your enemies. They're right there in your hospital room. God has things for you, Gabe, that you would never have gotten anywhere else. He's setting a table and he has things for you right here, right now. Not just when you get out. That'll be good. Then we'll have a party and we'll celebrate. And he promised he's gonna come and help me learn again how to, how to barbecue. Santa Maria style like only he can. I'm gonna hold you to that, Gabe. We're gonna celebrate then, but, but right now, God is at work. Right now, God is ministering to Gabe. Right now in the presence of his enemies. I am fascinated that it's a table. It's a table. I mean, King David wrote this, right? Psalm 23. King David didn't say that he's going to prepare a bunker for us in the presence of our enemies, right? Man, I'm going I'm to just dig this big hole where you're going to be able to be safe and just protected from all that stuff. God didn't speak through David saying that He's going to build us a castle, right? With a moat in the presence of our enemies and a drawbridge and machine gun turrets. No, it's crazy. It's a table. And he didn't say, I'm going to flip that table 
right? You know, on its side, so we can hide behind it. No, this is a banquet table, which always represents relationship and resource. The table always represents relationship and resource. God has a table for us. And because it's God setting the table, this is a banquet table, beautiful in every way. Bullets are wisdom. And he's got this spread going on. And because it's God setting this table for you in the war zone, on the battlefield, guess what? He's not going to give you some stale, crusty leftovers. Little, not a little mold over here? Is this yesterday's feet? No. And because God knows you intimately, inside and out, he is crafting something for you that just is what you need in this moment. Right here, right now, he knows what you need and he's cooking it up. My mom, as I've shared, is moving to Santa Maria. In fact, she's on her way here right now. They're in a vehicle coming south from the Portland, Oregon area. This week was pretty hard on her physically. She's a little bit frail. And man, she was just doing all this work and preparation for you know this big move to Santa Maria. And uh, I was talking to her one evening and, and she just said, oh man, yeah, I've been tired. She said, you know what? I really, really wanted a cookie this evening. I really, really wanted a cookie. Now, if you knew anything about my mom, and you're going you're gonna to know a lot more about her in a few weeks, right, as you get to know her, my mom would most likely be found chewing on a carrot stick or a piece of a zucchini than a cookie. But that night, she said, I really, really wanted a cookie. And I didn't want a hard, crusty cookie. I wanted a chewy, rich cookie. Guess what happened? She said, I really, really was saying, I really want a cookie. One of her neighbors was right there with a plate full of chewy cookies. You know what? Right in the battlefield. Right when she was just at a point of like, oh man, I'm so worn out. I'm so beat. I really, really, really want a cookie. And you know what? It's a reminder to us of this very truth. Do you need peace in the war zone? Guess what? God said, oh, I've got a heaping plate of that for you. It's like, do you you need comfort in this crisis? And you say, oh, Matt, it's, it is like hot coming out of the oven right now. Do you just need to sense his presence with you in the middle of the storm? And he's like, oh, I am sitting down with you at the table because we're gonna enjoy this meal together. The table is a place of relationship and resource. He knows what you need, and he's preparing it. He prepares a table before us. 
He's preparing right now what you need even though you are in a war zone. Isaiah, again, God's prophet said these words on behalf of the Lord. Isaiah 41, 12, and 13, you will look in vain for those who tried to conquer you. God's like, I I know you got enemies. I know you do. But you're gonna be looking in vain for those who tried to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. I got those enemies covered, God says. For I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God. And I say to you, do not be afraid. I am here to help you. Three truths that we learn in the war zone, and maybe only the war zone. He doesn't come to take all of our trouble away. He is present with us always. And then he ministers to us in the middle of our trouble, not once or not only when the trouble is gone. Right in the middle. Do not be afraid. I am here to help you. Now we come to the table. The table in our heart We're not coming to a physical table today, but I love that the Eucharist, communion, is often referred to as just the table. The table. So today we are reminded as we hold in our hands the very representation of what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross. We are reminded that no matter what war zone we're in the middle of or what enemy we are facing, he is present. He is here. And he invites us to the table that he has prepared for us. It was the night before Jesus stepped into the greatest war zone of human history, the day that he would be going to the cross. And guess what? He gathered with his friends around the table and he served them the bread, saying, this is my body, it's broken for you. Take and eat it. Would you take at the table and eat? And he took of the cup said, this is my blood poured out for you. Take it. And drink.
Jesus, may we never come to the table again. May we never come to the table again without being reminded, Lord, that you are the one who prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. But God, even though you do not take all of our troubles and enemies away, God, you are there in the middle of the battle. You are with me always. And that we do not have to wait. We do not have to wait till the battle is over for you to begin ministering to our souls. But Lord, you are here right now to bring help, to take us by the hand, to lead us where we need to go. Because the table is always a place of relationship and of resource. And God, you know the resources that I need in my life, in my marriage, in my home, where I work, where I go to school, in my neighborhood, even in my soul and in my mind. God, you know those things. You know every enemy that comes. And so God, today we say we're grateful. Lord, that you are the one who comes and brings just what we need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm gonna invite our ministry team to come up to the altar at this time. There may be some who are saying, you know what, I just need to pray in agreement with someone about a particular enemy that I'm facing. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's a pain, maybe it's a disease, a diagnosis. Maybe you wanna come and pray in agreement with someone about a particular friend of yours who's battling COVID or something else. Maybe there's a particular enemy that's coming to attack your mind, your heart, your marriage, a relationship. Maybe it's an attack against your finances. I don't know, but God does and he knows exactly what you need. And so as we conclude in just a moment, I'm gonna invite you to come and to receive ministry, to pray in agreement. And if there's anyone here that you have never come to the table, (laughs) so to speak, you have never said, Jesus, I come to you as my savior, as my Lord, Jesus, I wanna take that step today. I wanna put my trust in you. The one who has promised that you will be there with me. The one who did go to the cross to pay the price I could never pay so that we could be in relationship forever. And if today, if you wanna say, Jesus, I take that step. I would like to agree with you right now. Just just raise your hand and say, yeah, pastor, that's me. I'm doing that right now. I'm saying yes to that relationship beginning anew. There's anybody here, if you're in the courtyard, wave. If you wanna even come forward today and talk with any of these 
wonderful people up here by my side. Today would be a good opportunity to say, Jesus, I am stepping to the table. I'm stepping into relationship with you in a new way. Friends, I'm launching you out. Into the, back into the war zone. But knowing that God is always with you and will minister to you no matter what you are facing. I need that. I know you need that as well. So glad you were here today. See you again next Sunday with my mom. Greet my mom. <laughs> She'll be excited to meet you. Church, you're loved. We'll see you then.